PYHT listeners, it's Cameron. I miss you terribly, but I'm not feeling great this week, so I am leaving the show in Rhea's capable hands. But don't think you can't hear me do stand-up this week. In fact, you can even see me do stand-up this week on The Meltdown on Comedy Central. It airs tonight, which is Tuesday, which is the day we're recording the show. You can find it on ComedyCentral.com or on the Comedy Central stand-up app any day after Tuesday. Thank you. Put your hands together. 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 What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to the TV. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. doing better than that no apparently you're not you're like no we're not that's we told you how we were doing and that's it that's all we're gonna do i love you guys you guys i'm rio butcher i'm your host cameron esposito she is sick tonight so it's just i'm sorry it's just gonna be me um and i'm very awesome so a couple people know what's up you guys, I wore this shirt, this Back to the Future t-shirt, uh, for many reasons. Uh, it's my favorite movie <laughs> of all time. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> but also because they're playing, like, the soundtrack at the Hollywood Bowl tonight. Yeah, I know. We did make the correct choice of being here. <laughs> but I just wanted to let you know that was what was going on. So basically, you were getting both of it by me wearing this t-shirt... And then you guys being at a comedy show. Who's here for the first time? Is anybody here for the first time? Clap it up. I can't see it. Yay! Who's been here a million times? Clap it up. Yay! Thanks, you guys. Who listens to the podcast? Anybody? A couple people? Do you guys know it's a podcast? We also put it out as a podcast. So you can watch it, and then you can just listen to it every single day for the rest of your lives. And never forget the comedy show. It's put out by uh, AST and Feral Audio and our producer, Ryan McMenamin, who's up in the booth, who just introed me, so give it up for Ryan, too. Awesome. And there's a ton of awesome comics here. They can hear you. Give it up for them. Then I won't make you give it up ever again. And there will be no more giving it up. Also, shout out to the gal that was like, what, what, when the theme song came on. Somebody was like, say what? And I really liked it. I really liked that riff. Whoever that gal was, I appreciate it. <laughs> One last thing about this shirt. It, I got it from Uniqlo, weirdly. It was only $9, so I had to buy it. It also has a quote on the back, not from the movie at all. It says, the perfect way to travel through time. That's not from the movie at all. Not a single person in that movie says it. Nobody. I love that they're like, yeah, that sounds right. Put it on the back. They want something on the back that doesn't have anything to do with that movie. For $9, I sure did. Uh, so you guys, we did it. We're all people now. Gays can get married. I never have to hear the question, is it legal there? I never have to hear it again. Thanks, you guys. I kind of still can't believe it. I just keep forgetting, and people are like, congrats. And I'm like, 
what? <laughs> and then they tell me, then I just start crying my eyes out every time somebody says congrats. Um, it's pretty great. I mean, I still, I legitimately can't believe, I can't even talk about it. That's how much I can't believe it. That like that actually happened. That people were like, oh yeah, this seems right. This seems like we should do that now. People are just people. People just want to get married. I, uh, I, but it's, it, there's, <laughs> how do I describe this? The the strangest part, I think, about being... The only strange part about being gay is, like, unless you're wearing, like, rainbow suspenders and a rainbow hat and rainbow pants, like, nobody goes, like, hey, man, congrats. Like, we never get to say that to each other. Because I was at the dog park, and there was a a gay male couple, I think, that we were talking for an hour and a half, and I kept wanting to be like... We did it, right? We did it. We did it. We did it. We did it. But I couldn't do it because of society telling me that it's wrong. And then if I call somebody gay, then I'm a jerk. But also they're gay. And so am I. So what? There's no problem with that. But still I'm like, we did it. Nope. Nope. Okay. So I'm asking all of my lesbian, gay, bisexual, questioning, and transgender brothers and sisters, when you see something, fucking say something. That's what I'm saying. Just be like, yes, we did it. Yes, we can. Because then we'll take it away. Then, then all the problem will go away. If you just say it to everybody and they're like, oh, I'm not gay, then we're like, too bad. <laughs> I was congratulating you, but now you don't get it. <laughs> I, something happened to me today for the first time in my entire life. And I am 32 years old, despite looking uh, 12. <laughs> I chipped a nail. Yeah. I went and got a manicure. Manicure? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how to say manicure. That's how few manicures I've gotten. Um, and then I chipped... It immediately trying to get into a, a new bottle of ibuprofen. <laughs> Put the man in manicure, you know, just like ripped it right off. It's just the way I just, I, I went in and was like, I don't know, do guys get manicures? Just give me what they get. That's what I asked for in makeup rooms. Most of the time it's fine. And sometimes women are like, what? You want me to make you look like a man? No, just give me a man's makeup. What? It's very hard. It's very hard to convince people. Uh, Let's see. What was the other thing I was going to talk about? Oh, yes. Uh, So something else happened. I'm very happy about uh, being able to get married because I'm going to get married in December. And now, thank you. Thank you. And now it doesn't matter where I get married. I can just get married wherever. But unfortunately, I lost both of my grandmothers within nine months of each other. Like the saddest gestation period of all time. (laughs) Just lost them within nine months. Um... And man, they were great. Like my, the grandmother that I lost first, she kind of raised me. She was like an extra parent for me. And man, did she give death hell. Have you ever like just experienced a person being like, no, no, I'm not doing this. <laughs> and it was one of the craziest, most amazing, beautiful, sad experiences I've ever had. I spent like two weeks with her in hospice. Um, and one day we really thought she was going to go. Like she was just looking very pale and sad. Uh, all this stuff, so we got everybody in the room and even had a, she wasn't a priest, but a religious-y type person, I'll just call her that. <laughs> I, chaplain, that's the word I was looking for, chaplain. Eh, I like religious-y looking person better. So she came in and she was like giving her last rites and all this stuff and we're just like 
trying to help her along. My whole family's there holding hands and everything. And I mean, it must have been like, it had to have been like 10 minutes. It was the longest 10 minutes of my entire life. Uh, and she was just very silent, taking very short, spaced out, deep breaths. And then all of a sudden, after like 10 minutes of this, she just goes, <coughs> and we're all like, what the fuck is happening? Because <laughs> when somebody is dying, like the only thing I can think about is death rattle, death rattle, death rattle. Like every single, I know this is totally morose, but stick with me, guys. It's going to get funny. <laughs> all I can think about is like every single sound happening in the hospital is a death rattle. Like it's just skittles in the outside, outside of the hallway. Death rattle? No, oh, no, just skittles. Death skittles? No. So she coughs and then just opens her eyes and puts her fist in the air. <laughs> and this is after a chaplain has said, like, the Our Father and Holy Mary, like, all this stuff, just prayers out the wazoo. She's heard all this stuff and she just puts her fist directly in the air, opens her eyes and is like, I rule the roost. <laughs> And Cameron was with me, and she's like, how does that feel, Francis? She said, fantastic. And then she didn't die for another whole month. So she really did rule the roost. <laughs> That's how I want to go out. Just like, nah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you guys go on this roller coaster ride with me. <laughs> she M. Night Shyamalan'd us for really long amount of time but um my other my grandmother on my dad's side she recently passed away um and she man she was tough as nails too my grandfather used to say she could tear apart a crowbar which is a funny thing when you really think about it because crowbars are meant to never mind my favorite story about this woman, though, she taught me so many things, like growing up with a dirt floor, not a problem, doesn't matter. You can spell your name however you want, and she didn't have fingers on one hand. She still got shit done. So, and I'm totally burying the lead on that one, but one of my favorite stories about her is at, we, were, we were having a Father's Day party, and it was on a patio, which was like subterranean. It was the second floor, and there was a sliding door window. My grandmother went upstairs to get a drink, and she comes back down, and the door had been, the glass was shut because the air conditioning was on. And she came, again, could tear apart a crowbar. Keep that in your mind. She came barreling towards the door, thinking it was still open, and slammed full force with two cups of full drinks in her hands. It just went smash, and the drinks waterfalled up and came back down. And we're all like, oh my God, are you all right? And she's like, I'm fine, I'm fine. She was totally, just shook it off shook it off and we're like okay well we'll just we'll just use the screen for safety's sake we'll just we'll open the we don't want that to happen again so we just used the screen so like a half an hour later she went back upstairs to get two more drinks uh she comes back down goes barreling full force through the screen screen door window it was pretty great <laughs> just want to share that with you guys just a little bit of my life but the best part, I think, of my grandmother Pauline that recently passed away, uh, and that sort of wraps it all back together, is she, like I said, she lost like four fingers on her left hand and got paid $2,000 from her job for it, because it was 1978 and nobody cared. And she had a dirt floor. She like no, I don't even know if she graduated high school, and she was raised Baptist in the middle of Ohio, like rural Ohio. And that woman RSVP'd to my lesbian wedding. Wow. 
So I have so much faith in this country changing because there are so many idiots now that are like, boom, boom, my life is ruined because you're happy. So if that woman that ran into the same door (laughs) two times in a row can change her mind about gay marriage, I think we all can change our minds about a lot of things. So that's all I wanted to say up top. Are you guys ready to get this show going? Because it's going to be a super awesome show. Our first comic, is a, he's a friend of the show. We love having him on. And you guys might know him from a little show called Orange is the New Black. You guys give it up for Matt Peters. Check, 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 check. Whoa! I brought my own. I brought my own. Matt Peters, you guys. Starting a band that also moves furniture called Cockney Nasal after this show. That was a reference to his set, if you guys weren't aware. Just making reference to what just happened. (laughs) I went to a pool party this weekend, and I discovered something that I hadn't realized. And I don't know if the men in the audience are aware of this either, but men's swim trunks have better pockets in them than all of women's clothing combined. Like, I am suffering having a huge penis tent in my jeans just so I have functional pockets. Because women's jeans, you can get your hand in about yay far. You can get just the fingernail in there. So just the French tip. I'm working so hard up here for you guys. I'm talking about pockets, I'm talking about death, I'm talking about gay marriage, I'm talking about having a traumatic manicure today. Anyway, are you guys ready for your next comic? It is her first time on the show, so whenever we have somebody uh, on the show for the first time, we go extra wild for them, so let's give it up, you guys. She runs an awesome show called Blessed at the Grand Jazz Club, I believe, yes. You guys give it up for Claire O'Kane. Uh, what's up? That's first and foremost. Hello. 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 Uh, my name is Claire O'Kane, and I am, in fact, a woman. <gasps> Watch yourself, brother. And uh, I don't really think about being a woman ever. Uh, really on a daily basis, I don't wake up and be like, oh, another day to be a lady. I only, right? Who does? And then drink like a whole bottle of wine or whatever. I don't really think about being a woman unless it comes up, like if someone brings it up. And it's never a cool way that it comes up, you know. It's never like my clit twitches and then like, oh, there's trouble brewing. It's going to be a good day. It's... it's are people comfortable with the word clit yet? <laughs> Should I stick to beans? My beans? <laughs> S- worse? Oh, multiple beans? No, but it's always, uh, always a shitty way that my being a woman is brought up when I remember. Uh-oh. Bad news. Uh, 
For example, uh, recently I was at a comedy show and a young man went up on stage to work on his craft. And <laughs> he started talking about the whole Ray Rice debacle. Do you guys remember that? If you don't remember, Ray Rice uh, was a football player who made a big whoopsie. <laughs> and he hit his girlfriend and was caught on the camera. Everybody saw it. And um, this guy was talking about that. Wow, very funny. And um, <laughs> he, he was saying something to the effect of that if women wanted to be treated equally to men, uh, then they should learn how to take a punch. Right? And then I was like, check, please. No, I'm not going to do that. I really wanted to be like a good woman about it and get up and be like, uh, I don't think so. But the whole audience was like, yeah, yes, I love it. And then I just kind of sunk in. So let's talk about it, you know? Let's create some sort of a dialogue, more of a monologue, just this guy up here. And let's just say... <laughs> let's just say, for the sake of shitty argument, that fighting someone half your size is not a fair fight. We can say that, right? Like, Mike Tyson versus the dancing baby from Ellie McBeal is not a fair fight. <laughs> Is that reference current enough for anybody? You don't remember? <laughs> World's first gift, dog. It's like it was cool that it was a dancing baby, but why did it dance like that? First of its kind. And you might be thinking, wow, is she saying that all women are dancing babies? Of course not, but that would be so funny. Um, but like disturbing like the movie Death to Smoochie or whatever I don't know I've never seen it <laughs> and, uh, I'm not saying that no I am saying though that our bodies women, bi women, women bodies are built differently uh, they're way better so much better it's true they're cooler to look at and they're so interesting and complex like Oh, I don't know, maybe like the Great Barrier Reef. <laughs> you know? Or the rainforest. Or other things that have been destroyed by man. Oh. <laughs> it's out of here. <laughs> Profound. I saw someone post about the whole Ray Rice debacle on Facebook once, and I thought, wow, what a great idea. I'll read the comments. <laughs> and someone had posted something like, but did you see the video of the fight? Like, maybe she was being a bitch. Maybe she was asking for it. I think she was asking for it. And I think the phrase, she was asking for it, is only okay to use when it follows the question, why did we give Claire a gift card to Outback Steakhouse? <laughs> she just kept asking for it. She called the landline.
Recently, uh, I was on a road trip, so I was forced to reminisce because my phone died. And I was thinking about my earliest memory, what my earliest memory was. And I can't remember anything before age seven, so hopefully nobody touched me weird. Because uh, I can't remember. Uh, but here's my earliest memory. Here's what I came up with. Uh, the year, 1997. Austin Powers came out. Yeah, baby, yeah. An American classic. And I was obsessed with that movie, and I watched it a hundred times. And I went to a family function, and I, I went up to every person in my family, my mom, my dad, my grandma, my uncles, my aunts, and I said, do I make you feel horny, baby? <laughs> and they're like, no. <laughs> That's my earliest memory. That informed this. I was also thinking about the first time I was ever a cat called, uh-oh, another women's issue. <laughs> but I was 13 years old, uh, and I remember it very vividly. A man was standing in front of a beautiful Catholic church. And I walk past, and he kind of looks at me, and he goes, Damn, you're going to be fine as fuck when you get older. Yeah, which, like, now looking back on it, that was a progressive statement. You know? He was looking into the future as opposed to the present, which would have been very inappropriate. And I was also thinking about how I reacted to it at the time, how I processed it. I didn't really know how. All I really knew was how women d dealt with that shit in the movies, you know? When, like, a construction worker would be like, Hey, hot tits! And then she would be like, Oh, the big city! You know? <laughs> And then have, like, the best day of her life or whatever. <laughs> but I didn't feel that way. I didn't feel that way. I remember kind of standing there and feeling like, oh, well, he's nice. <laughs> That's a nice thing to say. Oh, but I don't feel very good. And I kind of want to go home. But then I thought about it some more. I thought about it some more. I thought about it a little more. And then I looked in the mirror, and I thought, you know what? He was right! I'm fine as fuck, dude. Check it out. Can you hear that? Shit's crazy. Thank you so much. My name's Claire O'Kane. Bye-bye. Most of the time when I get catcalled, it sounds like this. Are you a dude? <laughs> and I don't really participate in catcalling because I think it's pretty shitty. Um, but I've accidentally catcalled some dudes here and there because I have this dog. I, had, I have a dog. This dog. <laughs> What's happening to me? <laughs> like, we got equal rights, and my brain was like, nope, I'm done. <laughs> Just get married. Live it out. You don't need jokes anymore. So I, I have a dog, and he was once a puppy. He is no longer a puppy because he grew up. But when he was a puppy, I used to, you know, you have to teach them how to walk around on the street, um, the sidewalk, not the street. So I was walking him, and I had to encur keep encouraging him, like, hey, little buddy, come on, little buddy, let's go. You got it. Come on. So then... <laughs> 
I was walking my puppy trying to teach him how to walk, and I w didn't realize I was walking behind a gentleman as I was doing it. And so I was going like, looking good, bud. Look good, come on, sweetie, looking good. Shake it, let's go. Shake it, don't break it, little buddy. That guy turned around so pissed. He was like, oh, how dare you tell me to shake it and not break it. I will break it if I want to. So I got him back, ladies, is what I'm saying. I got one dude back, so I'm working on it. Um, I, I'll also say this. I'm terrible at crowd work, so how was your day? <laughs> it was awesome. Is that a Tofurky shirt? Oh, my God. This woman is wearing a Tofurky shirt. And I was going to do my vegetarian material right now. I am good at crowd work. Look at that. Did you guys know that I'm a lifetime vegetarian? A few people, yes. Mostly very concerned sounds out of you guys when I said that. They were like, oh, oof. I mean, my mom was a vegetarian when she was pregnant with me inside of her. So it was just a little cube of tofu on her ultrasound. She was like, do you know if it's a boy or a girl? And the doctor was like, no, but it will be silken. So super good for smoothies. I met a few other lifetime vegetarians, and it, we are like the most, like the saddest, quietest, most translucent cult that exists in this country because we find each other. We're like, oh my God, it's you! What was it like? Was it terrible for you too? Oh, it was terrible for me too. I couldn't eat for 20 years. Just kidding, you guys. <laughs> it's very hard to eat as a lifetime vegetarian in the 80s. Because uh, I would like go to a pizza party and the parents would be like, so what do you want? What do you want? I'd be like, plain cheese pizza, just for me. Kevin McAllister, that's all I want. <laughs> give me a plain cheese pizza. Then instead of doing that, they would order a half cheese, half pepperoni pizza, which why did you ask me if you're just going to do that anyway? If you're going to ruin my dreams of a plain cheese pizza. And then I try to eat one of those top two pieces, you know, the side pieces. I was just dancing with the devil. So I'd get an accidental pepperoni in my mouth and be like, bah, 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 bah. it just, it tastes like a spicy belt to me. I don't understand how anybody eats it. But I really do think that scientists should like study me because I have no idea how I have any muscles. And they're just made out of sunflower seeds and hope at this point. Are you guys ready to keep this show going? I sure am. It's a really great lineup. This next comic, he's been on the show before, and you might catch him on Comedy Bang Bang this season. He's going to be on an upcoming episode. Yeah, shout out to Comedy Bang Bang. You guys give it up for Ify Nwadewe. Hey, hey, how's everybody doing? Oh, man, you're talking about that Tofurky reference, weren't you? Uh, sorry, I put a lot of attention on you. That was mean. <laughs> everyone, everyone, look at her in her Tofurky shirt. It's a cute shirt. Cute shirt alert. Cute shirt alert. <laughs> uh, how many of you guys play video games in here? You guys play video games? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've been playing a lot of video games. I'm really into it. Uh, big nerd. Uh, didn't just buy the glasses for fun. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to let everyone know. <laughs> I'm a nerd. Uh, yeah, so I've been playing a lot of video games, and if you don't play video games or don't go online, uh, then you don't know. Everyone online is a piece of shit. Like, that's, <laughs> that's just it. That's, uh, that's, that's, 
how it is. And so, you know, I'm in the game, and uh, I'm playing, and I'm like, oh, guys, uh, I'm going to move up to B, because, you know, I'm a general. You know, I want to let everyone know what I'm doing. And uh, <laughs> someone replies, I'm going to move up on your mom. <laughs> Sick burn on me. Uh, not fun. But then out of nowhere, uh, there's this uh, Russian voice, and it's like, hey, hey everybody, we're not going to talk about mothers, okay? We're going to respect mothers, everyone. <laughs> everyone respect mothers. <laughs> and it felt good, because someone stood up for me. So I was like, okay, I'm going to find this guy. You can commend people in the game and be like, hey, you're cool. And so I'm searching, and I find him, and then I see his name is uh, Sand Nigga. So... <laughs> <laughs> So that's where he draws the line. He's like, uh, "Send nigga a okay," <laughs> but we won't talk about mothers. That's that's too far. That's too far. <laughs> uh, guys, things are very weird right now for like black and white people. You know, all the other races you're on vacation right now, but black and white people, <laughs> things are kind of weird right now. You know, we're trying to work things out. You know, it's just, and it's it's just like. Racism is back. Like, you know, this has been like the year of comebacks. We got Mad Max. We got that gym trailer. And blatant racism coming back at you. <laughs> this summer, get your flags ready. We're getting racist. <laughs> Dust that hood off in your closet. We got some marches to do. <laughs> yeah, it's out there. It's, it's just rough. But it's... and, and Growing up, you know, I'd read about the civil rights movement, and I'd be like, really, like, I was like, man, I wanted to be part of that time. Like, I wanted to be a fighter, a freedom fighter. And now, you know, I have the chance, and I'm just too lazy. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, there's so much good stuff to look at on the internet. Why, why am I going to go outside? You know, it's like, it, like, I do my part, though. You know, I was like, I'm going to do my part. Like, you know, I called all my old high school friends racist. You know, I let them know their pieces of shit. You know, like, like, I, like, like, it's too easy right now to just, you know, send a message and share a link and then go back to masturbate like you know like 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 I, why like guys why are you here right now <laughs> you know you can listen to it online you know like guys why are we leaving home why am i here what <laughs> you know but uh but yeah no it's it's crazy but everything has a bright side you know i looked at it i i i found out racism isn't all that bad uh stand with me i got you i know i see because racism creates racist right and racist, you know, eventually they become racist dads. And racist dads have daughters who want to fuck black dudes, so... <laughs> <laughs> Not that bad uh, for this guy. <laughs> uh, sorry for everyone else who isn't a black dude. <laughs> Is your dad racist? <laughs> just, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, you seem so shocked. And I, I, I know I threw that at you. I thought we were going to have a moment. And uh, just, it, we failed. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. We're going to work through this, everyone. But yeah, racism is bad. Uh, how many people in here eat spaghetti? <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. We're going to move on to the serious stuff now, which is the spaghetti. You know, we covered racism. But spaghetti is very important now. Uh, everyone in there, by, by a round of applause, how many people in here eat sandwiches? 
cool, cool, cool. All right, after tonight, I want you to stop eating sandwiches. Sandwiches are last year. It's all about spaghetti. This is the year of spaghetti, and I'm going to tell you why. Spaghetti is very important. Spaghetti is great. So you get you, you go home, you buy yourself some uh, noodles, some spaghetti. You know, you heat up a pot full of water, right? You get the water, you put, you've, heat, you've heated up, you put the noodles in the pot, and you know, your noodles, they get, they get real, uh, I'm looking right at you, so you got to listen to me, don't look away now. Uh, they get real soft, right? And then we add your ragu, your tomato sauce in the spaghetti, you stir it up, you got some good spaghetti, right? And then uh, sometimes you chop up some little weenies, right? You get the little weenies, you throw them in a pot, you got a good pot of spaghetti, right? And so what you need to do is you need to take that pot, and then you you put it on a plate and you eat it. Now you're eating spaghetti. And look, you're Chef Bayardee, right? <laughs> Full disclosure, I made way too much spaghetti and I need everyone in here to meet me outside after this. <laughs> Buy my truck, bring your Tupperwares. I got spaghetti for everybody. <laughs> I'm so serious. <laughs> spaghetti is ruining my life. <laughs> imagine that like that guy who just uh, who had a party he made a whole bunch of spaghetti and it just uh, backfired on him uh, I don't throw parties anymore and I'll tell you why I, I threw one party when I was 12 years old I, I threw a party I was real hyped about it. I made flyers and, and this was back before you know like Photoshop so like I drew flyers and then I copied it I was real hype and I drew like a picture of me with like pizza in my hand uh, <laughs> And I handed it out to everyone at the school. Uh, and at this time, I was new to the school. No one knew me. So it was just this weird kid handing out flyers to everyone with pizza. But I was like, I, this is how I'm going to win them over. I'm going to get them. Uh, long story short, no one came to the party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's exactly what I was like. Uh, and <laughs> I was very sad. And I felt bad because like, I kicked my mom out. I was like, we're going to have cool kids here, and it's going to be real uncool if moms are around. Mom, you got to go somewhere. We're about to have a bumping party. So here I am. Sitting down. And the only thing there with me was a bowl of spaghetti. So <laughs> meet me outside after the show. <laughs> Ford F-150 <laughs> pickup truck. We have a bucket full of spaghetti and it has all of your name on it. Yeah, I guess that's how I'll end it. <laughs> I'm going to be away. You guys have a good one. I don't know if you guys were imagining Iffy earlier making his spaghetti accident um, with just like a huge mustache on and a big cap just going, Oh, no! <laughs> That spaghetti has been known to kill people, so you gotta watch out with that. Those angels' hair's nests? Terrible. They can take a toddler down. What's the other thing I was gonna say? Oh, yeah. Um, if he was talking about racism, which is obviously a terrible thing, um, I am very against it. <laughs> For obvious reasons. Um, and I, God, it is so pervasive. It's like. Because that's the thing that we're focusing on now as a country, like the Confederate flag. Huge symbol, it should come down. KKK, all these like big highfalutin ideas of racism. But there are these tiny little um, terrible nuggets, if you will, of racism that are dispersed about us. I'll give you an example. I was texting uh, with one of my black friend the other day. <laughs> 
and <laughs> we were trying to make uh, plans. He was going to help me out with a, a tape or whatever. We were just we were hanging out. And he's like, uh, I'm at lunch right now. Um, and I said, okay, great. Sounds good. Just And I started to write, I have an iPhone 6 because I'm rich. And... Um, <laughs> So, and I have a small one because I have tiny lesbian hands because those pluses are not lesbian sized. We need to talk to Apple about that. They need to make an iPhone lesbian that's right in between so we can feel powerful, but our little hands work on it. Anyway, that's for another show. So I was texting with one of my black friend and trying to make these plans. He said he was at lunch. I was like, okay, cool. Well, why don't you just text me when you're free? But... My iPhone decided to change free to freed. <laughs> now I ask you, fellow English speakers, I'm making a lot of assumptions that everyone speaks English in here, but I'm just going to guess that we do. How many contexts do you have to use the ver the, that version of free? Freed. Usually just when someone has been freed. How did my phone know? My iPhone is racist, is what I'm saying. I have the white iPhone 6. I have the white power iPhone 6. All right, now I have to win you guys back again. And I don't know how I'm going to do it. I do have one. Okay. Some people say that I'm very lazy, but I just say that I'm slow-boned. That'll do it. You guys, we have two more comics left on the show. Are you excited about that? Do you think that is fantastic news? Because I think it's fantastic news. This next comic is a friend of the show. She's been on a ton. She has a great show called Fringe over at Public House in Los Feliz every Monday at 10, I believe. You guys, give it up for J.C. Coakley. <laughs> Hey, patterns, hi. All of the patterns, every pattern possible. Pattern possible day. Um, feeling good about it? Don't care that I look weird. I'm 170 days sober, though I look the drunkest in the room. That's the thing about being sober. It's you have nothing to do. So you color everything, and you basically turn back into a kid. You, like, look for cricks. <laughs> Only a couple. Okay, I know who they are. Some of you guys didn't call it a crick. You grew up with good parents. I, uh, I don't drive a car. Uh, I haven't driven a car in quite some time, except for last week. Um, I Uber everywhere, and I also do a thing, and this is why I'm saying, I do a thing called Zipcar. Um, I'll tell you what it is. It's something you should all do. Uh, you don't need insurance. And you just get a car. Any day of the week, you can just hop in to a really nice car, a really nice vehicle. And I can get on the road with all the rest of you <laughs> with no repercussions. Um, so when you get a zip car, you rent it for the hour. So I'll be like, I need to hit Trader Joe's. I need to go to Ralph's. I need to do all my thingies. And then you park it back and you scan it. The thing is, I, you're supposed to check the car to see if there are like any dings or uh, things inside the vehicle. Call them, say, hey, there's like a, somebody left a kid in here. <laughs> get this kid out, I need to go to Trader Joe's and 
I don't, I don't want to push that heavier cart around because he wants to play car or whatever the fuck kids do. <laughs> they always want to play car. How ironic. Now that we have cars, we're like, go fuck you. Fuck. If you're new to L.A., you, I'll give you advice. Stay on the left until you've been here five years. Just the left side of a fast lane, always. Anybody that's been here six years and over, you made it. You deserve to be in the fast pass lane without a fast pass. This is all just car humor. <laughs> car humor and sobriety, it's all we have left. I was leaving Ralph's and I realized the other day, I, uh, no matter how you bag it, no matter how you cover it up, no matter what you do, if you were walking out of a grocery store with uh, toilet paper in your hand, you look like a fucking scumbag. Doesn't matter what you look like in real life. If you can't fit in the bag, you look like a scumbag. I would like to invent something on Etsy. It's a toilet paper bag. It fits your toilet paper and so you'll look like a scumbag. Because y'all don't like having a balance. I don't always need paper towels, but you gotta got both in your hands. So you're like, I wipe here and here too. I'm just like you. That would sell so hard on Etsy. Toilet paper bag. I don't know why I'm giving it the voice of the car thing. <laughs> that Monster Inc. car thing. Uh, not a lot of people know this, and I haven't told this story to uh, anyone else but my roommate. I manage a bar, a 70s-themed bar called uh, Good Times at Davy Wayne's. It's a place... <laughs> here in L.A. that I don't tell people um, that I manage that place because I don't want like comedians in because they don't have any money. So it's like, I want a different crowd. But the best thing I realized the other day, uh, why, I, why I want to talk about this, is uh, this white girls love a couple of things. White girls love to night poop. White girls love night pooping. That's like the thing. It's the thing. They love daytime, where I'm private. Nope, where everyone else can have their lives ruined. I want a night poop. Why do they love night pooping? Cocaine. That's why. Cocaine makes you night poop. It's logic. Uh, and also, third thing, white girls love onesies and falling asleep while night pooping in a onesie. So I had a woman, a grown human woman, who fell asleep in a bathroom stall. And she was night pooping. Everyone knows this about me. I don't wear a bra. If you don't know about it, I just told you. You can pass it along. Uh, I didn't ask uh, for the teats. I don't care if you get an erection if you see my nipple. I don't have fucking time to deal with your weird problems. Your weird penis problems. I don't give a shit. I don't give a fucking shit. So I... <laughs> I have Jorge, my loyal bus boy, who is my spotter. I go up there and I have to, because you can't go under the stall. No, it's not possible. Only like a praying mantis style body, like myself, has to go over. So, <laughs> Jorge's spot, I'm telling you this, this is the first, Jorge's spotting me. I get up, I get halfway over now. My top flies over, my tits are in Jorge's face. <laughs> Jorge, my sweet bus, the sweet prince himself. My sweet prince Jorge's like, I chihuahuas. Like, just up there. And I fucking notice it, and I fall off the other side into the stall with the naked, passed out woman. I'm not facing her yet, but as soon as I turn around, she fucking wakes up. She wakes up, and I'm just naked in the stall with her. I'm naked in the stall with a stranger screaming, it's okay, I'm the manager, and I'm naked. I'm a naked human being. I don't walkie-talkie on. I'm, I'm hot. Her perspective, 
pooping, passed out, wake up, insane person. Insane person. She's like, get out. I'm like, you have to get out. That's why we're in the predicament that we're in in the first place. You are night pooping. You're not supposed to night poop. I was waiting for that to be on Yelp. I was waiting for it to be like, um... (laughs) Um, the vibe... Listen, the vibe's great. The refrigerator's great. The whole thing's great. There is one thing. (laughs) They have a weird, creepy, lanky little rapist as their manager. (laughs) Running around. (laughs) Jorgeing it up. That's pretty funny. That's good. I got that out. I, uh, I, I, I went on a me trip. I went on a me trip. I rented a car. Again, no problems there. Um, and I rented a car. I drove by myself, uh, and I just jammed out, and I went to Joshua Tree by myself. No plan, no hotel, nothing. Nothing. Bad idea. <laughs> Listen to me. Bad idea. Not what you would want to have. Ha- you can't sleep in your car in Joshua Tree because it's a thousand degrees. What? You saw Crossroads once, JC, and you think you know what's happening? No. Brittany, that wasn't her best work. We all know that. I went out there and I went to Joshua Tree, drove by myself, and I was like listening to music. I was smoking pot. I was doing, you know, all the things that. Sober kids that only smoke pot now do. And <laughs> I decided to go down to the Salton Sea. Like, the, as the sun was going down, I was like, the Salton Sea, that seems great. I was going to go to Salvation Mountain. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. I didn't know, uh, A, Salton Sea, so close to the border of Mexico. That's uh, one thing you need to know. Two, not supposed to go there at night. Also didn't know that. I did both those things by accident. And it was fucking terrifying. <laughs> I drove down and noticed no cars on the road for 45 minutes and two men with machine guns stopped me. And I'm high as fuck <laughs> in a car that I don't really know how to use. You know what I mean? It's not my car. And they're holding machine guns just casually. It was Wednesday. Just machine gun. <laughs> Hey, it's Wednesday. You got your gun? Yeah, machine gun? Mm-hmm. Machine gun Wednesday. That was what happened. What, what are you doing down here? My response, immediate. Going to see Romy. What? <laughs> Romy. My friend Romy. Who's Romy? My friend Romy. Twice I said it. <laughs> Do you mind if I look inside the trunk? Absolutely. Pop the hood. <laughs> Pop the fucking... Hood. I popped the hood. It went up. It went all the way up. The other machine gun guy had to put his machine gun down to put the hood back and pick up his machine gun. Let me through. No problems there. Nothing. No problem. I stopped for 40 minutes and became a Christian. I shit you not. And I prayed on the side of the road and I was like, dear God, Please let machine guns be legal in Los Angeles because they look fly as fuck on those dudes. You guys have been fantastic. I'm JC Coakley. Thank you very much. JC Coakley, you guys, let her hear it. Women's public restrooms really are just like a battlefield. I love, I mean, first of all, I don't love going into women's public restrooms uh, for perhaps obvious reasons. Every time I go into them, people are like, uh, 
women get real confused. A lot of them flip right out of that bathroom. But I, I do love that women are like terrified to poop in public restrooms, which is what they're there for. I mean, we have to poop. Everybody poops. Like, you can go into a women's public restroom and it will just be covered in blood. Be like, oh man, rough day. But we will not poop. Anyway. <laughs> that gal liked it. You guys don't like it, but that gal liked it. This section, not so much. This section, a lot. So, it's really working it over here. I'm also sober, too. JC said she was sober. Give it up for JC for talking about being sober. Yeah. I quit drinking, like, two years ago. I just, like, got too good at it, you know? Like, when you get good at vomiting, eh, you should probably cut back, you know? Because uh, I would just puke and get back to the party, like, none the wiser. <laughs> you guys, it's fine. I'm up here, so everything's okay. I started drinking when I was 12 years old because I'm from like a really small town called the wrong side of the tracks. <laughs> the first time I ever drank, I had two Colt 45 40s. Yeah, chugged them both, one after the other, and then I threw them both into a brick wall, <laughs> smashed them, sparks flew everywhere. I guess what I'm saying is they don't just give you this haircut. <laughs> you have to earn it. And I did. And you guys have earned the final comic on this show. Are you guys ready for the final comic? He just filmed his uh, Comedy Central half hour, and you may have seen him on Conan. You guys give it up for Barry Rothbart. I just want to thank the guy who wooed after everyone was done clapping. Um, it doesn't always happen. And I'm glad you did it, because it, it taught everybody <laughs> that you could have a lot more fun. <laughs> you don't have to stop at clapping. <laughs> I know this is an aggressive opening. Um, I didn't want it to be. I wish I could have it, you know, have a, a do-over on it, but uh, it's just the way your big breaks work, huh? This is my big break this show. Um, <laughs> I, you know, here's the thing. I want to start by saying, you know, I know a lot of you know I, I you know, I don't get my due in this business. And, um, <laughs> like, you're all big fans of mine. And, uh, you know, I, I know you know that, like, things, good things are happening for me. But I also have some weird things happen. Um, I just want to start with a, a show I just did. And I don't know if you've ever been, first of all, if you've been to Detroit. But I was just in Detroit. And uh, if you've never been there, Detroit is like a city from the game Sim City right before you lose the game. <laughs> Like they're, you know, they're, they're like pipes bursting and flame shooting, and the mayor's just like, ah, oh, whatever, who cares? I got dinner upstairs, you know. And um, I did a show, and I got to a college. I was doing a college showcase, and I don't know if you've ever done a college showcase, but uh, they let anyone perform. They're just like, do you do you juggle? Do you do stand up? Do you have an email address? Any of those things can get you on this show. And I got there, and this woman comes up to me, and she goes, uh, are you Barry? And I go, yeah. And she goes, uh, okay, you're following an act named Hoot. Yeah. 
And I go, uh, what's Hoot? And she goes, Hoot's a live owl. <laughs> I, I go, excuse me? <laughs> and she goes, a live owl? And I go, uh, what? What did you just say to me? Uh, she goes, a live owl, and you're following it. And I was like, yeah, I heard you. That's just a weird thing. And you opened with Hoot? As if I'd be like, oh, Hoot, the live owl that does stand-up or something? I can't believe I didn't, I didn't recognize that name. So I'm going, I'm a human. I'm starting, this is the train of thought. I'm a human being. I write jokes. I could totally follow an owl. I could follow an owl. Except that a weird thing happened. Hoot destroyed. Who just dis- annihilated this show? The whole act was at some point the Owl Wrangler puts on a hip hop song with the word who in it, like, who let the dogs out? And, hip- and Hoot goes, who? Who, who? And everyone's just like, yes! Yes! Oh, Jeremy, did you see that? That owl just said who? Like he's in a rapper's group. I really hope a human doesn't come up next. And this was the point where I said, you know what? I'm going to take the bull by the horns, the owl by the beak, and I'm going to destroy. And I decided to come out by going, uh, so that act was a real hoot. And everybody goes, boo! Fuck you! We can tell you're being ironic! We loved hoot! And that's when I get mad and follow that up with, sorry I didn't enslave an owl. <laughs> and that's when I hear from backstage, fuck you. And I like to think it was hoot. Like, like now I know two new words. It's, it's a good time to, you know, I... Uh, it's a good time to be alive for me. Um, I just uh, just moved in with my girlfriend. Anyone else moved in with my girlfriend? <laughs> it's good because you know, uh, you know, it's fun, but you also have to make compromises. And you know, guys, you know this. One of the hardest parts about moving in with someone, if you're a guy, is you can no longer just come on yourself and leave it there and go to bed with the come on you. <laughs> It's the hardest part, you know, because you're a guy and you're tired and you want to come home and just leave it there, you know, jerk off, leave it there. But then she'll come home and be like, someone broke in and came on my boyfriend. (laughs) And you can't have that, you know? So you'll wake up and be like, yeah, someone came on me. And then you're in on it. And then you go to the police department. You're filing a police report. It's hard, you know. So I, I, and I don't sleep well too. And you know, sleeping's harder. And I, I drink, I smoke pot, you know, I do that stuff. And I have friends who don't do either. And I'm just like, you know, how do you know the day has ended? What is, how do you know the day is over? What is the, what does nighttime look like? You don't smoke pot and you don't drink. It's ridiculous. Would you just go? I'm gonna go to bed now, and you just put your head on the pillow and fall asleep. By your own choice? No, you wake up confused with the TV on. You know, I'm a, um, I'm a professional actor, and um, you guys know that I've been in a lot of character movies, and um, 
It's, you know, I, I just, I'm working on a few roles. I just want to do a few uh, uh, quick acting things for you guys, if that's cool. Like a few characters, if that's all right. Cool. I'm going to take that as a resounding yes. Um, all right. This is, a, this is a, what I'm working on for a movie. Um, this, is, this is a guy who has really hard opinions on music, but can't do air quotes. So I was listening to the new Kanye album. <laughs> okay, I'm going to redo that one. Um, this is a guy who has really hard opinions on, on um, music, um, but he has no idea how to do air quotes, and he chooses the weirdest way possible. So I was listening to the new Beck album. Um, this is a, this is what I'm working on. This is you know I, I hate TED talks and I'm sure a lot of you guys do too. Um, they're just full of shit. And so here's a guy. Um, I've been wanting to do this for a while. You know this is this is a, a guy who's a real dummy doing a TED talk. He doesn't know any facts, but he still does it anyway. Can you start with an applause? Because that's how they all start. South for his whole life, and he just, for some reason, has become so Southern now that uh, he no longer makes sense in his punchlines. You can't understand what he's saying. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> if you have a daddy, and that daddy goes and say, well, you might be a dumbass. <laughs> if you don't know where the wheel down is, and you got dumbass, you might be a do-something. <laughs> you kind of had to do that. I'll tell him. Okay. Um, thank you. Uh, you know, I'm sure you guys watch the popular show Jinx, and um, you know who Robert Durst is. And uh, this is Robert Durst um, swearing that he has not pooped in someone's swimming pool. <laughs> Yes, I was in the pool. Yes, I defecated. But it was outside the pool, and then I put it in the swimming pool. Right. That's probably not one I should end on, but... Um, this, is a, this is a guy who uh, just got caught masturbating in public and plays it off as, a, as an air drumming. Guns N' Roses, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> junior high, drummed in junior high, snare. Demoted to triangle. 
I just, I'm facing the wall. I don't want you to see. I'm working on it. It's not done yet. Thank you guys very much. Very Rothbart, you guys. I have to say it was a treat to come back out after that one. Just watching him masturbate through a curtain. That's what I was just doing with my life. Just watching a guy masturbate and I was in a curtain. Didn't think that was ever going to happen in my life, but here it was. You guys, that's our show. What a great show. Keep it going for Matt Peters and Claro Kane and Ify Nwadaway, J.C. Coakley, and Barry Rothbart. I've been Rhea Butcher. We're here every Tuesday at 8. Come on back and see us. Thanks so much. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, Yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. (laughs) Jesus. I mean, (laughs) Jazos. Ruler of the eighth circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.